With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I woke up at 5 a.m. Put on my camouflage. Wiped off my 243 and fired up my Dodge. Headed out to my old deer stand back in the pines. Gonna get me a 10-point buck with 11-inch tines. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back on Jim Strader Outdoors, where tonight we're operating a little bit like Backwoods Boys because we are having difficulty with the phone lines. However, we can take your call and we can answer your questions. We will be glad to do so. Just call in the numbers 571-8484 or one 800 Four 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 eighty four eighty four. If you're just joining the broadcast for the second hour, we're talking all things deer tonight. Uh, that includes deer behavior, the, where we're at in terms of pre-rut versus rut, uh, what the deer are uh, engaged in right now in terms of their uh, behavior patterns, their scraping, their rubbing. And they're in their home territory circling and looking for receptive does. And that really kicked in here in a big way in the last three to five days in most areas of the region. So it's been a uh, pretty rapid onset of strong pre-rut activity, again, defined as the bucks are getting ready. The does aren't ready yet. True rut at least when I speak of it, is defined by the period when the does are in estrus or in heat and the bucks are really losing their minds, and that's going to occur right around the time modern gun season opens here in Kentucky, according to my stars, if you will. We also have Gary Roman, Master Gunsmith at Firearm Service Center, in the studio talking about deer rifles, deer loads, uh He's done an excellent job in the first hour talking about trajectories, what we what he referred to as families of calibers that have certain trajectory characteristics. If you missed that, obviously you can get us on podcast. To do so, to hear any of our shows uh, that we have there for your 
listening pleasure, you go to whas.com, go to the podcast page, you'll see Jim Strader Outdoors, press on that, and you'll get them by date and or description. So if you missed the first part of the night, it's been very informative. We're going to continue on that. But first, we got two callers that had some questions here, Gary. Mike from New Albany wants to know, what shotgun do you, I use? 20 gauge in a deer slug, what's my opinion? Well, I've used, as you know, Gary, a lot of shotguns with slugs through the years, particularly in my hunts in Indiana mm-hmm. uh, and some other states where I've hunted deer with with slugs. I've, uh, gosh, well, I've had <laughs> a bunch of different ones. I had a Ithaca. Uh, that performed very, very well, and that's going back to when we had rifled slugs instead of mm-hmm. slug barrels. Smooth all the barrels. Yes, sir. I had uh, a Franke that actually shot well, and I don't know why, to be honest about it, but it did. It did very well. It kicked like crazy because <laughs> it, it was light. Yep. And then I had a – what's the one that's got a fixed barrel that's actually – uh, had a bunch of them. high standards. Some of the savages. Um, shoot, it's eluding me. It wasn't either of those was two. It pump or automatic? It was a automatic. Automatic with fixed barrel. The high standard guns, which were the Sears models, um, had fixed barrels. Uh, well, at any rate, it shot well too. But again. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a rifled barrel. Mm-hmm. I the gun that I've used in the last several years again only because I didn't modernize to go up to it because honestly I liked what muzzle loaders gave me the mm-hmm. new modern era of muzzle loaders gave me uh, in Indiana and other states where you could use either or mm-hmm. and a one shot capability never bothered me too much because I'm all about bullet placement anyway but. Uh, to answer that question, I've got a Beretta Automatic that you've seen me mm-hmm. utilize. I can't even remember the model number, but it's the old style that had the three ninety that had the muzzle screw on choke mm-hmm. system, and I shoot that without a choke in it with a uh, rifle slug, and it's amazing how accurate it is. I can mm-hmm. raise up and bust a a beer can at forty fifty yards with that thing. It's it's unbelievably accurate. Uh, so that's what I use. He wants to know about a twenty gauge and a deer slug. Excellent performance. Well, you're Talk you're about dealing it. with the same basic thing as you're dealing with a muzzle loader, because it's shooting the same bullet on the thing. You've got a sabotaged forty five caliber bullet coming out of either a twenty gauge or twelve gauge shotgun, and with the exception of the twist capability that you've got. Uh, with a rifle barrel, uh, smoothbore barrel, tight-fitting bullet on the thing. Um, I, my personal preference on where I've had the best success as far as the newer-grade bullets with a smoothbore barrel is a Federal True Ball. And this thing has got a conventional style uh, foster slug. What that means is slug is hollow, but you've got a plastic ball that sits in the back of the slug that when it goes down the bore, this ball pushes into the slug, expanding it to meet the side of the barrel. So it's a perfect bore fit. 
which is critical on slug accuracy. Mm-hmm. That's where the old Ithaca came in. The Ithaca had one of the smallest bore diameters of any 12-gauge shotgun ever made. They ran generally around 717 to 720 diameter, where a conventional Remington is 735, and some of the newer guns are 745. Mm-hmm. So this tightness of bore diameter with a standard slug gave you better accuracy. Now, your biggest deviation we've got here, honestly, is what the gun's capable of on accuracy and how far you can extend it. And um, I've seen a lot of slug guns that had good 150-yard capability as far as being able to put put a game animal down. Well, they're a crusher. There's no yeah. doubt about that. You, you hit a deer in the chest with a slug, <laughs> there's all hell breaks mm-hmm. loose, as I like to and say. And when we use the term brush buster, that's, that's what we're talking about. Yep, it's the closest thing to it, no doubt. Modern velocity, big lead slug that doesn't deform when it hits a small target, mm-hmm. or hits a small piece. What would the sight-ins be that you'd recommend for any lob down range yardages out of a, a slug <laughs> Well, gun. again, you're gonna, most people are going to refine their, their shooting at 50 yards with a shotgun. Uh, now, your capability with that shotgun is all dependent upon what kind of homework you do on out. Mm-hmm. And 100-yard, you can get good two-inch group side slug gun, then you've got easy 150-yard capability. Your, your kill zone on a deer, uh, if you take a standard piece of 8.5 by 11 paper and put two sheets of it together, that's your kill area on a deer. So you're not dealing with something that requires pinpoint accuracy, but you've got to be able to stay inside that group in your chest cavity. Okay, very good. we got to go to break here, folks. The numbers tonight, 571-8484 or 1-800-444-84. This break is presented by Mossy Oak Properties Heart Realty. Check him out at mophartrealty.com. Paul Thomas is a broker. He's got all kinds of wildlife properties and farms and cabins on lakes and rivers for sale, and he'll be glad to list your property. Again, mophartrealty.com. After decades of abusing my teeth by using them to clamp sinkers on fishing line or using them to cut my line when I was in a hurry, time had taken its toll. I had cracked and chipped several teeth, and it got to the point where I was almost embarrassed to smile. Not a good thing for a guy who's got a lot to smile about. That's where I asked my hunting partner and dentist, Dr. David O'Banion, to step in. As a colonel in the National Guard with tours of duty in Iraq, Egypt, and Central America, Dr. O'Banion has performed dental procedures all over the world. David used his extraordinary dental skills to repair my chipped and broken teeth so they actually look better than ever. Dr. David O'Banion does all types of family dentistry, surgery, and implants. I highly recommend him to help brighten your smile. His office is located in Middletown, a short hop off the Gene Snyder. Give him a call at 245-3707. That's 245-3707. Gun World, an archery pro shop in Corydon, Indiana, is ready to help you with all of your firearm and archery needs. The new bows from Matthews, Hoyt, Elite, Bowtech, and Bear are in. And their pro staff is eager to help tune and accessorize your equipment. They also carry 10-point Excalibur, 
PSE, Parker, and Barnett crossbows. They're stocked up with loads of new deer rifles that meet the specs for Indiana's new deer hunting regulations, too. Gunworld and Archery Pro Shop, Highway 62 North and Corridon, across from John Deere. And we're back on Jim Strader Outdoors again. We're talking deer tonight, deer hunting with a bow, leading up to gun. Guns right around the corner. Modern gun, that is, in Kentucky. The next weekend is Indiana season. We're going to talk a bit tonight, too, about these new caliber uh, situations in Indiana. They can use rifles over there now, but it's kind of a weird mixture of, of cartridges that you, you can use, an even weirder number that, that they've excluded, and Gary will explain that in detail. Uh, the numbers tonight, 571-8484 or 1-800-444-8484. Lee called from New Jersey. Gary, what's a good recall pad to use on a Savage shotgun? And number two is, what's a good mountain ring system for the scope? So I'm assuming both of those are for okay. a Savage shotgun. No, we really need a little more detailed information about what kind of um, gun he's putting it on. Uh, well, I, I don't know, you know. The um, well, let's cover the first base recall pad. Kickies makes an excellent one. Um, and Kickies is spelled E Z E, as I recall, mm-hmm, right? Yeah, K S E K E Z E. It's a pure sorbethane pad. It's very recall absorbent as far as taking the cushion on you. Um, the Packmar decelerator, one of the old standard pads that grinds very, very well and fits up the gun very nicely. Um, the new limb saver pads can can be very, very good. They do have a tendency to get sticky or tacky on you after a period of time. But other than that, the, the recall absorption level is excellent. So that's just three really good ones to take a look at. And a lot of those are coming in pre-fit pads. Now, your critical factor, if you have a gun that's got a butt plate on it and you're going to put a recall pad on there, Remember that the gun's not going to fit you anymore on the thing. It makes the gun extremely long. And, and a shotgun, a, That's quarter, bad juju. A, a quarter of an inch is a major deviation yeah. in length. So you need to take it to a gunsmith and get it done right, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Okay. All right. Very good. What mountain ring system? Well, again, what what kind of gun well, are you dealing with? Um, if you're going to put it on a shotgun and you're going to use the optics savage. on it, um, your gun needs to be drilled and tapped. Uh, the saddle mounts are okay for hunting uh, turkeys because you do very little shooting with them. But when you talk about putting a saddle-style mount on a slug gun, you have issues about the mount itself getting wallowed out or the receiver of the shotgun getting wallowed out, creating additional movement in your scope pattern. So drilling and tapping, just like a high-power rifle, is the way to go. Very good. We've got uh, David, who's calling from Lexington, Indiana. Yes, David, you're up. Yes, I used to uh, shoot a lot of uh, high-power rifles. Now, I know I'm not talking about deer, but I have used it. Uh, I shot a 22250 with a 55-grain bullet, mm-hmm. and I shot my rifle in at 100 yards. I shoot it, de- I shoot it three inches out of 100. At three hundred, I'd be dead on. Correct. And I do that, and I would even do that with my thirty thirties 
and my and my other guns, and because I, I knew I knew the the trajectory of it, so mm-hmm. I know where to hold at, at very ranges. Mm-hmm. But all a three a three inch high at a hundred always done good for me. Well, it, it if you've got the proper class of rifle cartridge, that will work. Okay. Um, and generally three inches high at 100 with most of our rifle cartridge does zero them in at 300 yards. The issue to it is at 200 yards, where your 200-yard target at, you're shooting five inches high. So you go from three inches high at 100 to five inches high at 200 to zero at 300. Mm-hmm. So... Which yeah. is quite a calculation. Yeah, right? I mean, it, it's provided you hold your shots at you. The the trick is at the two hundred yard level. That's that's where you're shooting over the top of everything. My personal yeah. opinion, I'd I'd prefer to hold over rather than holding under. Amen on that. <laughs> it's hard for me to hold under. I don't yeah. know why, but it just is. All right, Joseph. Let's go to Tom. He's got a question for Gary. Yes, Tom, you're up. Yeah, I got a question for Gary. Yes, sir. Uh, I hope y'all are doing well tonight. We are. I hope you're doing good, Tom. Yeah. Um, I've hunted with a thirty thirty lever action all my life, mm-hmm. deer hunting. And I, my shots aren't any further than maybe the longest 40 yards. Mm-hmm. Now, if I want to set the sights, if I set it at 20 yards, nope, nope, would that nope, be nope. sufficient? No, sir. It's not. Shoot it in at 50. You want it just a touch low at 50, like a half an inch, and that puts you on proper trajectory where if you get a 100-yard shot or have to take a 100-yard shot, you're still going to have adequate impact area uh, to, to make the kill. In other words, we're, we're talking about something the size of a softball. And we want to be able to keep our rifle inside that softball. Right. If you shoot it in at 20 yards, at 50 yards, it's going to be shooting high. And at 75 yards, it's going to be shooting really high. So just split the difference and do it at 50. And therefore, you're covered from, from basically into your barrel out to 100 yards. That ain't a problem. Okay, that's I'm shooting 180 green. 180 green. Nope, uh, you're shooting 170. If you're okay. shooting a thirty thirty, if you're shooting, your basic loads are one fifty, one sixty, and one seventy. Okay, that, that's what you go to the store and buy. So all of those are going to stay in that trajectory pattern. Okay. Okay. I, I appreciate it. Yes, sir. You know, Y'all have uh, a good night. Thank you, Joseph. Uh, to Joseph's point, when I started deer hunting, uh, well, I started. With a thirty thirty, quickly transitioned into archery. Went back to the thirty thirty to take advantage of the gun seasons. Mm-hmm. Years when I didn't kill a deer with a bow, and buddy, I've killed truckloads of deer with a thirty thirty. And I will tell you, it kind of is to a deer what a twenty two long rifle hollow point is to a squirrel. It's a thumper. It really is. Mm-hmm. It outperforms. Provided you put it where it where belongs. it belongs. Well, that's. About the same with any of it, yeah, yeah. But it's it's it it 
dissipates its energy into the animal mm-hmm. on a deer sized target in a very, very efficient manner is what I found with again the truckloads I shot with it. Mm-hmm. I had a Marlin thirty thirty. So rare, rare to have it go completely through is what you're saying. Yes. It it expends its energy into the animal and they just fall over dead. I'm not saying go. some didn't run aways, but it was very efficient and I enjoyed shooting it. All right, uh, Lee has called back, Gary, I guess, to identify his his uh, shotgun. Yes, Lee? Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, sorry, phones were down, so got a little lost in translation there. Um, I'm going to be picking up a um, Model 220, and uh-huh. I already have the Nikon Slug Hunter, um, and I wanted to know... Uh, one, thank you for the uh, recommendations on the recoil pad, and I'll make sure to get that done, take that into my gunsmith here in New Jersey. Uh, but uh, second, um, is there a brand or a type of ring uh, that you recommend for mounting? Well, on, on a two twenty series gun, which is a, one of the most accurate shotguns that you could get a hold of, so I'm, I'm happy to see that you're going with a, that particular bolt gun pattern. Um any solid ring, in other words, do not go to see-through rings. See-through rings give us more problems in the gun industry than any other form of mounting structure. So long as you've got, and your rifle is, or your shotgun's going to be set up for a weaver-style base assembly. So any of the better-grade weaver pattern rings will work very nicely. Um, you, you know, you want to make sure you've got bolt clearance on the thing. Uh, I would recommend a medium height scope, and there's one thing that I'm going to point out to you, 30 that, seconds, that, you that you need to do. You need to get on Nikon's website and learn about that trajectory scope because it's not accurate at all power ranges. It doesn't do the job. Okay? All, right. all right, folks, we got to go to break here. The break is presented by SMI Marine. Number 571-8484-1-800-444-8484. We'll be right back after this. If your house was on fire, the most precious possession you would save first would undoubtedly be your family pet. Next to family, they're one of the most important parts of our lives, and that's exactly why I trust my pet's health and happiness to Dr. Kurt Oliver and his staff at Linden Animal Clinic. I know firsthand Dr. Oliver's surgical and diagnostic skills are extraordinary, just what you need when your pet's in need. From the time his nurturing staff greets you at the door, you'll know that Linden Animal Clinic is the place to trust with your pets, just like I trust them with mine. Linden Animal Clinic, 1000 Linden Lane, 425-5834, or check them out at lindenanimalclinic.com. This is Gary Roman. Whenever I'm on Jim's show, I get lots of questions like, what shotgun should I buy? What handgun is best for personal protection? Or what is the best scope for my rifle? There's only one sure answer. Come see us at Firearms Service Center, the one place to go to solve all your firearms problems. Purchase guns, ammo, holsters, and supplies. Whether it's your first firearm or your next custom-built gun, service or repair, come see us at Firearm Service Center, Bardstown Road, in the Eastland Shopping Center, Louisville, Kentucky, or visit us on the web at firearmservice.com. For personal service, there's only one, 
Firearm Service Center. And that's a good list. We're back on Jim Strader Outdoors. The numbers tonight, 571-8484, 1-800-444-8484. Let's go to Lucy, who's been hanging on. Yes, Lucy. Well, hello, guys. I've just heard you on the radio talking about all these guns, and I just have a very quick question. Does Mr. Romans do appraisals? Because I have my father's old rifles and shotguns, and he's gone now, and I'm 60, and I just want to know if he look, would look at them. Be we glad to. shoot with them and, and, and tell me if, you know, they're worth anything. Sure. Don't mind you know? doing right, Can you hear me? My mic's yeah. kind of acting up. Yes, I do it every day. You do. Um, okay. He has like an old Springfield J. Stevens at 22. Mm-hmm. He got when he was 16. And then he, I have a little J.C. Higgins pump 12-gauge shotgun. I don't know if, you know, mm-hmm. they're sentimental, but, I mean, I just wanted to know if, if maybe not, you look at Not them. a problem. Be glad to for you. Thank you. Would I just bring him to the store? Yes, ma'am. You make an appointment or what do you no, do? No, no. Um, I'm, I'm generally there every day. I would call ahead uh, because this being this close to hunting season, I will be in and out quite a bit. Um, yeah. Just, just call ahead to find out when I'm there and just bring them in. Gary, give her your address and your phone number, if you will. 4754 47, huh? Bardstown Road. In oh, the, we know where it is. Okay, we, we great. Hunt, we still hunt, too. But well, this, <laughs> this is for everybody, Lucy. <laughs> in case Do they, what? This is for everybody in case they might have a similar request. Great. Thank you. Y'all have a great day. Thank you, too. Thanks so much for calling. All right, Gary. Um, bullet placement. Very important aspect. Yep. In recent years, I was always a kind of a center of the chest shooter at heart if they were close. Have shot them quartered away, running away. I've shot them about every way you can. In recent years, I've become a huge fan of high shoulder shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you m- kind of touched on that a little in the earlier part of the program. Um, puts them down right in their tracks. Mm-hmm. We'll come one-third down the top from the top of the back, one-third down the deer's body, directly in alignment with his front leg. Use the front leg as a post. Come one-third down from the top and put the bullet in there. You break the spine at the curvature of the spine going behind the shoulder. Um, my pet shot is directly in front of the shoulder in the neck. They never move out of tracks. And where do you aim exactly? Center of the neck. If, if you look at a deer naturally standing on the thing, his shoulder will form a point. Yes, it as comes as, down and makes a The, the scapular bone forms a, a, a point mm-hmm. or an angle um, at the junction of the neck. You shoot right in that point. And dead deer. And right now. I mean, doesn't move out of his tracks. Exactly. Now, for the basic shot, which most guys go for, because there's a lot more margin for error and aim and mm-hmm. nerves working on you and all the things that can go on. Okay, um, take the classic center of deer lung shot and move forward six inches. Break a shoulder. Okay. 
Now, for a lung shot, a normal lung shot, most people just feel like it's further back than it truly is. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to go, again, use your back of the front leg and come up about halfway mm-hmm. into the deer. That way, if you shoot a little low, you take out the bottom, the top of the heart, bottom of the lungs, hit them a little high, get the paddle bones, instantly dead deer. Mm-hmm. Or if you hit right where you're aiming, you take out both lungs. So mm-hmm. there's no bad news there. If you're at all unsure of your nerves it's at the all, time, It's all going to generate a dead deer. It's just how far he's going to go. Exactly. Exactly. And what you people, what you, if you're new to hunting, if you're new to deer hunting, or even if you're old timer, there's one little rule that you need to remember. The deer doesn't bleed until his chest cavity fills up to where the hole is. So the first 40 yards that deer runs, you're not going to find any blood. Mm-hmm. After that, he'll paint the trees. But until his chest cavity fills up, there's no blood coming out. All right, let's go to Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, hey, good evening, gentlemen. How you doing tonight, Jim? I'm doing great, buddy. It's uh, my time of year, so I've got nothing to complain about. Oh man, the the, the boy deers are getting kind of stupid out here right now. They're they're all <laughs> over the place up here in Switzerland County, in Indiana. Hey, listen, I got a question for your guest there. I'm contemplating. I'm a. Uh, I heard you talk about you know your thirty thirty. I'm I'm a proud owner of a Marlin three thirty six C model. I had when I was fifteen. I'm fifty six years old, and it's a tack driver. I mean, it still is. I've got the Marlin thirty nine A twenty two that I had when I was thirteen, and I uh, I'm a big lever action fan. But I've been thinking about going to some Henry rifles, particularly the forty four mag or the forty five seventy models. And I just want to hear your guest's opinion about that caliber and about really. You know, the, Henry's coming out with some pretty good commercials now, and they're they're a lot more prominent, it seems like, than they were 10 years ago. But hear your guests' thoughts and opinions about the Henry rifle. I'd like to hear that, please. Very good. I know good it. work, Jim. You're, you're a good patriot. Appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate you. All right. The, the Henry, Henry makes a lot of good guns. Um, they're very solid, and they've expanded their cartridge alignment. You can now get a thirty thirty in a Henry rifle, and there's virtually nothing – Wrong with that at all. The forty-four Magnum, forty-five Colt, um, are a different class from a forty-five seventy. You're dealing with a gun that's basically a fifty-yard capable gun on deer. Now, will they kill at a hundred yards? Yeah, if you can make contact proper. But they're basically a fifty-yard gun. Now, when you move over to forty-five seventy. You're talking about a buffalo rifle, something that they that that's used the, everything yeah. from uh, the charge up San Juan Hill on down. Uh, very effective cartridge, um, particularly with the newer modern loads that we've got now. The Hornady Lever Revolution load uh, comes to mind in particular that turns the gun into a solid 200-250 yard performer. But it's the Mack truck of the 44 Magnum era. Let's put it that way. Mike, are you looking for longer range or you want to know about lethality? Oh, he's, he's, gone. he's gone. Well, let's discuss it. All right. Um, both, let's compare the 45 Long Colt. It's a old classic Western handgun cartridge that there was a million rifles made for it too. 
it's killed more Indians and, and other people than uh, probably any of the, the Western-style cartridges going. It's a big, massive bullet, 250 grains, traveling 800 feet a second. Now, 44 Magnum has more velocity to it, but just a touch slider bullet uh, on the thing. 850 foot per second, 250 grain bullet. We jump to the 4570. The old traditional load was a 405 grain bullet traveling at about 1,300 feet a second. A real thumper. Yeah, like getting hit with a brick. Yep. A deadly brick. The newer loads, the hunting loads for it, are either 300 or 325 grains and are traveling about 1,800 feet a second. Now we're dealing with something that basically has the same energy and same lethality as a modern muzzleloader or a modern shotgun shell, and only with better accuracy. So it will definitely do the job. Very, very good. we got to go to a break here, folks. The numbers tonight, 571-8484 or 1-800-444-8484. This break is presented by Paul Thomas and Mossy Oak Properties Heart Realty, a broker that you will definitely enjoy working with. He's got all kinds of outdoor properties for sale that run the gamut from uh, log cabins or, or really nice houses on streams or some of our major lakes. He's got lots of wildlife management properties for sale at very good prices, and he's also got a lot of farmland for sale that could do double duty as a farm-slash-wildlife management property. And he's expert at this. He's a big hunter himself. I promise you, you'll enjoy working with him. Again, it's Mossy Oak Properties, Hart Realty. Check them out at M-O-P-H-A-R-T, Realty.com. I don't know anyone who loves outdoors who doesn't have a dream property in the back of their mind. It might be a secluded cabin on a river or stream, a small farm with lakes or ponds teeming with fish, or a wildlife management property with mixed timber and farm ground loaded with deer, turkey, and other wildlife. Paul Thomas and his family at Mossy Oak Properties Heart Realty can make all these dreams come true. They've been doing so for 36 years. Mossy Oak Properties Heart Realty is located in Munfordville, right in the heart of Central Kentucky's fish and wildlife mecca. They specialize in recreation properties, farms, and lake and riverfront getaways. Make your dreams a reality. Give Paul Thomas at Mossy Oak Properties Heart Realty a call at 270-524-1980 or check them on the web at mophartrealty.com. That's M-O-P-H-A-R-T, Realty.com. Sportsman's Taxidermy is dedicated to providing you with a lasting memory of that special hunting or fishing trip. Owner Damon Custis always strives to provide a quality piece of taxidermy work that you'll be proud to display in your home or office for a lifetime. In business since 1978, Sportsman's Taxidermy uses the best materials and techniques in the industry, respectfully handling your mount for personal satisfaction that you'll be proud of for years to come. Sportsman's Taxidermy, where quality is an attitude. Check them out at sportsmanstaxidermy.com. And we're back on Jim Strader Outdoors in... Numbers are 571-8484, 1-800-444-8484.
84. Gary, uh, we've talked about shotguns. We've talked about several calibers of rifles that are mm-hmm. very efficient. Let's talk about some of your pet deer rifles. If a guy or a gal's going <laughs> to. Well, wait a minute. Let me back up because there's one subject let, we let, definitely got to talk. Let's talk about the kids. Okay, great. Let's talk about cartridges and guns for the children because there's definitely time to get them involved. Uh, what do you recommend? Number one, optics are a critical factor on a kid's gun. Don't depend upon a child aligning a set of open sights up when they're nervous and they got a deer in front of them. Give them some form of optics. I like starting them out with red dot sight. Uh, that, that gives them a pinpoint for them to look at and to be accurate with without getting you into a lot of money or a lot worrying about the eye relief of the scope. Scope eye relief is a critical factor, probably one of the most critical factors when you go to pick out a scope, something I deal with every day in setting up guns in the shop. Um, Cartridge-wise, 223, 243, um, 308 in the light loads category, 30-06 in the light load category, 762 by 39, 6.5 Creedmoor, um, 6 PPC, 6.5 Grindle. Uh, all of them, superb cartridges. All of them will do a th- fantastic job for you. Um, the 223, 6 PPC, 6.5 Grindle, and the 300 Blackout are going to be your least recall items on the shelf, on the thing. Don't be afraid of the thirty out six or three oh eight. We have light load ammunition that takes the recall level on those cartridges down to that of a much smaller cartridge. All right. Sight in for a child shooting those reduced recoil rifles. Again, what yardage do you recommend? Oh I'd I'd hold them to fifty. Okay. Seventy five at the most. Um again the sight in is the same. Basically, slight, just a touch low at 50 yards, but you're on the proper trajectory path on the thing. Um, and particularly if you're using a red dot sight, it's going to cover up the actual red dot spot on the deer will cover up more than the, your trajectory pattern of your cartridge. Okay. So Otherwise, it's going to be a two-inch spot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Very, very good. At 100 yards, it's going to be four inches. Yes. Um, I rattled off a whole lot real quick. Yeah. Now, real quickly, because we only got a few minutes. Indiana. We got six minutes. Okay. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana has opened up their rifle criteria further this season than they have in the past. In the past few years, it has been either a 24 caliber rifle being 243, 6 millimeter, 240 Weatherby Magnum, 6 PPC, uh, anything in that line, in a, in, a, in a 6 millimeter cartridge, or any 30 caliber cartridge. In other words, the 270 was not legal. The um, A lot of the, the excellent cartridges that we had were not legal. They have expanded that list this year. I'm sorry, I have, don't have a copy of the list in front of me. You need to check out your current uh, hunting brochure to get proper information. 
But the thing that you need to remember is that this is only good on pub, uh, excuse me, private ground. Rifles are not allowed on public ground in Indiana. Only a shotgun or muzzleloader. Okay, very good. Um, we really haven't covered muzzleloader trajectory sightings. Okay. For a, a lot of folks in Indiana are using them. A lot of folks mm-hmm. around here enjoy the one-shot challenge. Mm-hmm. Talk about them for a few Actually, minutes. Actually, what they enjoy is fanning, getting the smoke out of the way so they can see whether <laughs> they hit anything or not. Basically, a muzzleloader, um, the more modern realms, you're shooting the same exact projectile you're shooting with a shotgun with slug. The trajectory is the same. It's a little flatter with a muzzleloader than it is with a shotgun, but basically it's the same trajectory pattern on the thing. Um, good 150-yard capability. With the 250 or 300 grain pointed bullets. Um, and it's all based upon the load you put behind it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, not, I'm not a real big fan of 150 grain loads um, because I don't get adequate powder burn out of that heavy a charge. But um, Remington's got one out now that's a 200 grain rifle. Well, I have two comments about that. They will absolutely stomp you. Oh, yes, they do. When you shoot them. I mean, they really kick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number one, honestly, I've not seen performance through accuracy that was worth the trade-off. Mm-hmm. I know it's a broad statement, but I've settled into 100 greens and feel just fine. Well, that, that new Remington rifle with the, the 200 grain capability, I mean, it... It's an awesome it, – it, it groups well. We also got a new kit on the block. We now have an integrally suppressed muzzleloader out on the market. Um, I had the first one in the shop the other day. In fact, it belongs to Denny Crumb. Is that <laughs> on, right? Yep, on the thing. And the uh, it has a, a large can suppressor built into the barrel. Uh, otherwise, you have a tube that goes down through the suppressor for you to load – so you just don't dump powder in that suppressor. It has no provisions for cleaning that suppressor at all, which kind of bothers me. Um, but it, it, it does quite well. It does not reduce your muzzle uh, noise to a significant level. Um, I'd say you probably got a, maybe a 30% reduction, but that's all. But it, it's a new kit on the block. Well, what is what does it give you exactly? Uh, it helps to control the muzzle rise. It will help your sight structure as far as being able to stay on an animal after you've made the shot. Um, I have not had the opportunity to shoot one that much, so I can't okay. can't report to you much more. Okay, okay, very good. Um, Other than it's perfectly legal. Yes, yes. All right, any additional thoughts? One minute. Be safe. Above all. Above all. Be safe. Do not climb with a loaded weapon that's ready to be discharged. If something happens, it can discharge. Yes, sir. Uh, I've, I've had several rifles dropped out of trees, and when they hit the ground, they go off. Uh, some of the newer model guns that have the trigger style system, that's one thing good about them because that can't happen with them. 
Really? I wasn't aware of that. Yep. Yep. Because it's a built-in safety system. But still, don't climb. That's with the best your advice. Fully loaded. Um, tree stands. Check them out, folks. Don't trust last year's stand to be safe. Get in there. Uh, use your climbing belt and or harness and check it out. All right, Gary, thanks so much for being in, folks. This has kind of been our seasonal deer special. We hope you found it informative. We'll be here next week, same time. You can check me out on Facebook during the week at Jim Strader Outdoors on Facebook. Also, Awesome Antlers is up and running, awesomeantlers.com. Awesome Antlers on Facebook and Awesome Antlers on Instagram. You can post pictures of your deer and share it with the world for free. It's These are great sites, and uh, we're having a lot of fun seeing these photos of these big bucks come in. Again, Jim Strader Outdoors on Facebook. If you want to listen to us on podcast, whas.com, podcast page, Jim Strader Outdoors. God bless everybody. Be safe out there. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.